Hey, Fantasy Freaks, this is your leader, Christian Michael. Today is Sunday, August 26th. Uh, I wanted to just go through this weekend's games um, from Thursday to Sunday. Um, The games are obviously ramping up and starters are playing a lot more. Um, There's still a couple of teams that aren't showing much. Um, If I don't go uh, through a team's rushing or receiving attack... um, That just means I didn't see much, and uh, there's not a whole lot to go off of. So uh, let's get started, guys. Um, Thursday night, we had the Giants and Jets. Um, There wasn't a whole lot on the Giants' side. Um, Something concerning that I saw, Evan Ingram got a concussion. It's not a good time to get a concussion, guys. Uh, This close to the season, um, those things kind of linger if you don't take weeks off, so... Um, not good for his draft stock. I would just kind of stay away from him right now. Um, most of his production last year was due to Odell Beckham, Sterling Shepard, and Brandon Marshall all being out anyway. Um, so just temper expectations there for Evan Ingram. Sterling Shepard looked good. 7 for 78. He might be a pretty good fantasy option this year. I would take him later in your drafts. Um, Saquon didn't play for another week. Um, and Jonathan Stewart, three carries for negative seven yards. Awful. Wayne Gallman actually looked better than him. I would not be surprised. They actually paid Stewart pretty good. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Gallman actually ends up getting the backup role there. Um, on the Jets side, Teddy Bridgewater looked pretty good. Um, I don't know what to say really about the situation. I think that Teddy Bridgewater look, looks better than Sam Darnold, but the draft capital that they spent on Darnold and just the fact that he's their guy for the future, um, I really think that they're just showcasing Teddy Bridgewater for a trade and that they're going to go with Darnold. Um, there's just too much upside and he's ready. He's ready to play. He's the youngest quarterback in the NFL, but he's I think they need to throw him out there. They're not going to have a good season regardless of if it's McCown, Bridgewater, Darnold. Um, So maybe snag Sam Darnold late, late, late in your drafts, and let's keep an eye on uh, maybe if they they shop Teddy somewhere. Um, Rushing attack-wise, Bilal Powell looked looked real good. Um, Crowell got a couple carries, but I expect... Powell to be kind of that Chris Thompson, Tariq Cohen kind of back like he always is every year. And he's been a viable fantasy option in the past. He's going way too late in mock drafts and best ball leagues right now, guys, Um, especially best ball. He's going to get his in a couple of weeks. He's going to put up a 15 to 20 point uh, game. So definitely in best ball, snag him as like your last pick. There's there's no risk at all. Another thing that was good to see is Terrell Pryor um, got a touchdown, two for 16, and the touchdown uh, the touchdown was pretty impressive, and um, the guy looked really good two years ago in Cleveland. I just hope that he can come to relevance here because this Jets receiving core is stacked um, with the Nunwa and... Um, the other guy's name is escaping me. Robbie Anderson. Um, they, they're pretty stacked, so I wouldn't 
I wouldn't be surprised if prior, you know, he can make it to the top and be that number one, but I still got Robbie Anderson as the number one there. All right, moving on from there, let's go to the Patriots and Panthers. This was a fun game. Um, Patriots, uh, what I have on here on my marks is Mike Gillisley and Jeremy Hill are battling for that. Um, uh, I want to say first and second down roll, but we already know Rex Burkhead is going to do that. He's going to cover those, and then we got James White as the third down guy. So as the backup uh, Gillisley and Hill are um, kind of their role looks like it's going to be the goal line type of back. Um, so Gillisley was 10 carries, 35 yards, and a touchdown. Jeremy Hill, 9 carries, 25 yards. I would expect Jeremy Hill maybe to be cut. Gillisley already knows the system. He's showing better. He scored the touchdown. Um, Jeremy Hill, gosh, it just seemed like a few years ago. He's a great back. But um, I would expect Gillisley to get that. Something that really surprised me that really jumped out was Corderell Patterson. They added him in the offseason. He got nine targets, and he's going to be doing um, some special team stuff. He might be a sneaky sleeper uh, to grab, you know, if you're doing a best ball league one of your last picks, um, but keep an eye out for Cordero Patterson. Nine targets. He finished five catches, 37 yards. They're going to get him involved. Um, he's he's a very dynamic player. He always has been on those years with the Vikings, but um, nine targets. There's a lot to be said about that. I, I don't think anybody was targeted more this entire weekend than Cordero Patterson, so keep an eye out for that. Um, Eric Decker just retired, so uh, things are looking up for him. I think he's going to be. Uh, I don't. I don't want to over exaggerate and say that he's going to be some world beater or be a huge fantasy option. But he may be a guy that you just snag late in rounds and then you see. Um, we've seen that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick have turned no-name guys or guys that weren't any good on other teams and then just made them outstanding players. So keep an eye out for Patterson. On the Panthers' side, Christian McCaffrey's looking good every single week. They're giving him third down stuff, um, and they're giving him the first and second down stuff. So he's being used differently than he has in the past. 12 carries, 48 yards. Um, and just like some dynamic plays, guys. He's put on a lot of weight. And he just, he looks good. I I don't think that he's being drafted at, at his ceiling. Um, he does have a little bit of worry with C.J. Anderson there. They're going to give Anderson the ball. They paid him, you know, to be that Jonathan Stewart type. Uh, he finished the night, two carries, 15 yards. So he still got it in the tank. Um, on the receiving side, Curtis Samuel was really targeted and uh, featured here in this offense. Three catches for 58 yards. Cam was really liking him and going to him. And Greg Olson looks healthy, and uh, they were targeting him often as well. Four catches for 44 yards. Um, I, I do believe that Greg Olson is being drafted too high. Most people have him as the fourth tight end. He was an Ironman type of guy before this injury last year. Um, but 
the fact that in the off season that he was shopping his talents around to be a broadcaster kind of tells me where his mind is at. Uh, I might have him down uh, five to six slots around there, um, but not top four. We'll see. He def- he could finish a top three tight end, but I just see Kelsey, Ertz, and Gronk much, much better in that top tier. Um, and I would probably... I would probably take Trey Burton over Greg Olson. He's going way later, and he's just going to be more valuable. Um, let's move on to the Lions and the Bucks. Um, so this backfield in Detroit is super frustrating. I don't know what to say about it other than um, I think that they're just going to do and running back by committee, which they've done in the past. But it's really hard for uh, me to, you know do any analysis on the Detroit backfield because there's three talented guys back there and they're all being used and they're all being played with the first team. So it's just frustrating for a guy like me. I'm, I'm going, where do you draft these guys? The most experts are really high on carry on Johnson, but he's not being rolled out with the first team. That's Amir Abdullah um, and LeGarrette Blunt. and LeGarrette Blunt is performing. I've been hearing some analysts say that they think Blunt is going to get cut. That's nonsense. He's got more carries than anybody. Um, if anything, I think that they're featuring Amir, Amir Abdullah to trade him. They're not going to get rid of carry on Johnson. He's their draft pick. Um, and you got to remember, Matt Patricia is the former Patriot defensive coordinator. He's, you know, hot and heavy with LeGarrette Blunt. They've got lots of history. He's not going to cut him. Blunt finish the day 11 carries 45 yards he's still got gas in the tank guys you a lot of people forget just um i can't remember if it was two or three years ago legarrette blunt finished with 18 touchdowns with the patriots guys he's got it within his skill set and he's while he's getting a little bit older uh, just remember he's he's got you know that one first and second down roll uh, locked up in my opinion um, so I really think it's down to Blunt and Carrion Johnson. Um, right now, Carrion's going above Blunt, but um, I think either of these guys are a good bet in best ball. Um, but keep an eye out for standard leagues, who their starter's going to be. We got one more week of preseason, guys. This is when you really need to pay attention to what's happening at camp, who's running with ones, um, and... You know, you could end up with a steal if you get a starter that isn't projected as the starter. All right. Um, the Tampa Bay Bucks on the other side of the ball. Winston has just looked great. Six for 10, 60 yards and a touchdown. He He's had like four or five drives this preseason, and they all end in touchdowns, and they're all accurate. No interceptions. Peyton Barber looks great. Um, Ronald Jones looks like trash. It's 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 rough to say. I mean, he had one good play. He had a 37-yard catch. Um, but this guy has more carries than he has yards. And they drafted him high from USC to come and be the bell cow back. And Peyton Barber's beating him out cleanly. Five carries for 34 yards and a touchdown for Barber. Ronald Jones, six carries for seven yards. It's pathetic. Um, you know, they're... 
other than Reggie Bush, and really that's limited too. USC backs have not been good in the NFL, uh, and you know, quarterbacks really, to be honest. Other than Carson Palmer, which was a middle of the road quarterback, USC players have not done that well. I don't know what it is, but in the NFL, lots of O linemen and lots of D linemen have done amazing corners and safeties as well, linebackers, but. For some reason, offensive pieces have not done well. Um, and just to preface what I'm going to say later, a USC guy, uh, a number one wide receiver, in fact, uh, might have blown out his knee today. So um, let's move on to that. It's a good transition. Jaguars, Falcons. So that guy I was talking about is Marquise Lee, that presumptive number one for the Jags. Um, This was a case where uh, the Falcons guy, I think his name's Casey, he just went low on him and put the crown of his helmet right into his kneecap, and you could tell right away it's serious. He got carted off. Wouldn't be surprised if he shattered his knee and that um, he's out for the season. So, guys, definitely target Dante Moncrief. He is probably going to be the number one. And if he's not, Keelan Cole will be the number one. So target these guys. They're going late, late, late. Some are being undrafted. Moncrief, three catches for 62 yards. And a couple years ago, he was amazing for the Colts. So look for Keelan Cole and Dante Moncrief going super late. They are going to be the number one there, guys. You can get a number one potentially right now in best ball drafts that are going undrafted super high value right there i might stash both of them um, just to see who's going to end up being that number one so i hope marquis lee is better but it didn't look good on the rushing side boy this is a rushing monster here three-headed monster Leonard Fournette, Corey Grant, and TJ Yeldon. Fournette finished 10 for 57 with the touchdown. Looked great. He's going right around the Melvin Gordon range at the 8-9 slot, 7-8-9 slot, right after Saquon. Um, I think he's a safe pick. If he falls to you at 9-10-11, you get a great steal. And then coming back around, you might be able to get another top-tier guy. Um, Corey Grant. Uh, five rushes for 32 yards and five catches for 39 yards. Guy is dynamic. Their offensive coordinator has um, mentioned that he really wants to get him involved this year. So uh, look for one of those guys to be really valuable. I don't know who's going to get that, but Corey Grant looks like he might be that guy right now. TJ Yeldon finished five uh, rushes for 23 yards and three catches for 23 yards. So uh, all three of these guys, you know, have done well. I forgot to mention that Leonard Fournette had three catches for 18 yards, so it looks like he's even being featured in that third down roll. Um, on the Falcons' side, Matt Ryan looked awful. Five for 12, 57 yards. Um, not much to say about the Falcons. Mohamed Sanu, two catches for 36 yards. But it didn't really look like they were playing the ones very much. Tevin Coleman finished seven rushes, 38 yards, and a catch for 10 yards. I I believe that he will be valuable this year. But in mock drafts and best ball leagues, he's going too high right now, guys. He's going before starters. 
I would not take Tevin Coleman before, you know, he's a second stringer. Let's be real. You know, Devontae is the man there. Freeman is a consistent back, and he's the starter there. Coleman will have some big big weeks, but he's going way too high right now for me to draft him. All right, let's move on to the Steelers and the Titans. So, Big Ben played pretty well. 11 for 18, not seven, seven incompletions, but 114 yards and a touchdown. Um... On the receiving side, Juju looked pretty good. Six catches for 46 yards. Something that really caught my eye was that Jesse James was targeted six times. He only had two catches for 17 yards. But most experts and uh, in most leagues, Vance McDonald's uh, look quite a bit higher than Jesse James. Is Jesse James going to be the starter here? Keep it... You got to keep an eye out for this stuff because if a lot of people, especially in best ball, if you're drafting Vance McDonald and he's the backup, you're screwed. So keep an eye out. Jesse James might be a sleeper this year. Um, Rushing wise, no Le'Veon Bell, obviously, but um, both backups look great. They both put up quite a bit of yards. Uh, Connor put up 70 and Samuels put up 77. Uh, Connor, not so much on the ground. 10 carries, 18 yards, but he had six receptions for 52 yards. Uh, Samuels had 11 carries for 41 yards, so he looked better in that backup role, rushing-wise. But then he had four catches for 36 yards. Uh, that's a very valuable spot. If you guys can remember when uh, Le'Veon Bell went down a couple years ago, Um Oh, D'Angelo Williams looked amazing and won some people that week. Uh, so that's a that's a good backup slot. I don't know. I probably wouldn't draft him, but look for those guys off waivers, especially if Le'Veon Bell gets hurt or um, something happens with this holdout. Um, on the Titans side, my notes say nothing, not a thing, because they didn't showcase anything. Mariota uh, had six plays. Um Henry rushed a couple of times. Deion Lewis rushed a couple of times. Other than that, nothing. So let's move on, guys. Um, Los Angeles Chargers versus Saints. Uh, the Saints did a little bit more showcasing with their first team than the Chargers did. We got Drew Brees, 7 for 9 with an interception. The interception was uh, just a great play made by the rookie, Derwin James. Um, not... Not something I would be concerned about here with Breeze. Uh, Mark Ingram, seven carries for 24 yards. He's trying to get a little bit of wear on those tires before that four-game uh, four suspension he has to serve. Alvin Kamara, four for 16 and a touchdown. Uh, so that's nice to see with AK. He's It's tough to say, guys. There's a lot of people taking Alvin Kamara before Leonard Fournette or Melvin Gordon, and I am not in that camp. I have him as my number eight overall running back. I think he's going to do really well in the first four weeks, but uh, teams have tape on him now, and he's not a big bruiser really that you, know, you can't stop. He's a guy that if you put a Mike linebacker or a strong safety on him uh, to spy him, um, I think he will be limited in the receiving game. Uh, I got Mike Thomas here, two catches, 29 yards. 
Uh, so I think he's going to be good this year. I have him ranked in my top four or five receivers. Um, can't remember, but uh, Mike Thomas looks good. He, he has the Josh Gordon body where it's just like a freak of nature. Uh, although they brought in Cameron Meredith, he might take away a little bit of value. And Ted Ginn always has a role in fantasy football. He's always scoring these long touchdowns. What year is it going to stop? Is it going to be this year? I don't know. On the uh, Chargers side, Phillip Rivers did uh, one series, 5 for 7, 29 yards. Uh, the backup, Austin Eckler to Melvin Gordon, looked pretty good. Six carries, 50 yards. That's another one of those really valuable positions if you can um, snag one of those backups or just keep an eye on them for the waiver wire. Um, Going to wrap it up with my last two games here. Bengals and Bills, these were the uh, Sunday games. Dalton looked good, 11 for 16, two touchdowns, but the play of the entire um, week three of the preseason was John Ross's uh, long bomb catch for a touchdown where he just literally leaves two guys' jocks on the field. He beat him in, in a, I think it looks like it's a just a nine-fly route, and we all know about his speed, fastest 40 ever recorded in the NFL but um, he gets the he catches the ball at like the 15 and runs it to like the 5 and plants his foot and just there these guys jocks are still on the field I I promise that so he finishes with two catches for 66 yards and a touchdown he's going really late in drafts snack him up guys there's big play potential I know he's kind of a Tavon Austin type, but if they can get both Green and Ross going like they did tonight, Dalton will be a really good fantasy option, and he's not even being drafted at this point. Um, A.J. Green finishes four catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown. One of my top five receivers. He's quality, consistent. Love A.J. Green. Tyler Boyd. Been wondering who's going to step up as that third guy over there. Four catches, 54 yards. Um, still am a little bit concerned about the tight end situation in Cincinnati. Is it going to be Tyler Eifert? He's got all the talent in the world, but can he stay healthy? If not, Tyler Croft is going to take that place for him. Um, on the Bills side, Nate Peterman looked good. 200 yards and a touchdown while Josh Allen looked awful. What are they going to do here, guys? Because A.J. McCarron jacked up his collarbone. Are they going to have to start freaking Peterman? If they do, they're going to be picking first next year. Because does anybody remember when they benched Tyrod for Peterman? He threw five picks in one half. Ugh. Um, I, I hope that Josh Allen gets the job because they're going to be awful either way. Mark it here. The Bills will be awful, no matter what happens. They got that messy situation with McCoy. Um, really, the only highlight on this team, I guess two highlights, is Kelvin Benjamin's really the only go-to guy. It's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, they, they uh, got Corey Coleman from the Browns just because they have no other options. Zay Jones is bust. Um, 
it's going to be interesting to see if Coleman fits in, but the only real uh, targets that one that the, whoever ends up being the quarterback is going to have is Kelvin Benjamin and Charles Clay. Benjamin finished the night two for 39. Clay, four catches, 24 yards. Those are really the only viable fantasy options on this team, guys. Chris Ivory had three carries for 31 yards, but, uh, man, it's tough to tough to know what's going to happen with LaShawn McCoy. I don't want to even touch it. I, I've, I've been in best ball drafts where you're past the fifth round and LaShawn McCoy's not being selected. I still don't want to touch him with a 10-foot pole after what happened to Zeke last year. Uh, while it would be really nice to have Shady healthy and on your squad, you never know what's going to happen with that iron fist of Goodell. He could just decide, oh, I don't, you know, I want to take him to court. I don't, you know, I I don't want to play him. I want to drag this out. I don't want to deal with that. It's terrible. You never hear of anybody winning their season with a bunch of suspended players. So last game I covered, um, just got over, Cowboys-Cardinals. Uh, only real note that I have on the Cowboys is their tight end situation. It's one of those situations. It's just none of them look good. Let's be honest. Nobody's going to fill that Jason Witten role. But uh, they're two young guys, Jarwin and Gathers. I feel like one of them has to start. You can't roll Jeff Swain out there. He's just... he's he. Jason Witten is an, a world-class athlete compared to Jeff Swain. Let's be real. But Rico Gathers, the basketball player, gives me a little of that uh, Jimmy Graham flavor that I like. Uh, three catches for 17 yards tonight. Blake Jarwin, their, their draft selection this year, two for six. Swain, one catch for 19 yards. I don't know. Probably Swain will end up being the starter. I don't want to touch any of these guys, but highest upside guy gathers, definitely. Um, just keep an eye out on it. I'm not drafting any of these guys. Um, while Dak has a lot of new options, whether it's Tavon Austin or Michael Gallup or Terrence Newman, and, or Terrence Williams, sorry. Terrence Williams and his new role. As the number one there. Um, I just don't like the tight end situation. Cardinals side. TJ Logan. The uh, former UNC. Tar Heel. Lit it up tonight. Six carries for 86 yards guys. Looking great. Chase Edmonds. The other backup. Uh, rookie as well. 11 carries for 55 yards. You know what this tells me guys. David Johnson. Being at my number one slot is a home run. Everybody, I shouldn't say everybody, but the experts saying that the Cardinals have a terrible offensive line. Explain this. Explain 6 for 86 and 11 for 55. Cowboys have a good defense. They're no run-of-the-mill team. Um, And David Johnson has looked great. So I don't know what the experts are looking at, what film they're looking at. But the Cardinals running backs have looked amazing. And I look for David Johnson to get that 1,000 yards rushing, 1,000 yards receiving this year. That's why he's my number one guy overall. Um, And that's who I'm taking. I'm taking Zeke or 
David Johnson with my first overall pick. Um, I know that might be seem crazy to some. People say, oh, Gurley. Guys, nobody has repeated as the number one running back back-to-back since Priest Holmes in 02-03. That's 15 years. Don't bet against a stat like that. Gurley is not going to finish number one overall. He's not going to get those, what, 380 points or whatever he got. He's not going to, it's not going to happen. It's going to be Zeke. It's going to be David Johnson or it's going to be Le'Veon Bell. And then people will fall, you know, in that other tier. Um, And I don't even see Bell getting it this year. I think it's David Johnson. That's my opinion. The only guy I can see overtaking him is Ezekiel Elliott. Um, So, guys, put your money on David Johnson and Ezekiel Elliott. You are going to win your leagues if you draft these guys over Le'Veon Bell and Todd Gurley. Mark my words there. Um, Some of well, I got one minute left here, but just a few do's and don'ts um, if you're drafting this week. Guys, one of my number one rules, even though it's not really a rule that anybody else follows, but don't draft your favorite team's players. You're going to look at them with rose-covered glasses, and that's not good. You're going to go up against a bat or a, a great defense and say, oh, well, that's my favorite running back. You know, you're going to be, uh, for instance, my team, Car- Carolina Panthers are my favorite team. When I have Cam Newton on my squads, it does. he could be playing the Jaguars, and I put my emotions ahead of rational thought, and I say, oh, Cam's going to torch him, and he normally doesn't do well. So, guys, that's just one of my tips. Um, I'm going to give you more tips in the future, but I'm going to sign out now. Thanks. See ya.